Words of wisdom. More than just words of wisdom, it's wards of wisdom. Calvin Chan is a lawyer with Wards Lawyers, official sponsor of the Advocate podcast, Stories from Kawartha Lakes. Now, I spoke to him back in March before there was still only talk of a shutdown and still only casual conversation about how all of this would affect the workplace in legal terms. Calvin specializes in civil litigation and labor and employment law. And it's interesting how much of what he discusses back then in this conversation was almost prescient and certainly still applicable today. Keep in mind, our conversation took place when we still referred to the pandemic almost exclusively as the coronavirus. Otherwise known as COVID-19, which I'll, I'll refer it to as that. As COVID-19? Yeah. Okay, let's go with that. Well, we're well aware of the effect uh, the virus is having on the health and the well-being of thousands around the world. But there are some ripple effects, obviously, that are being felt on the economy, industry, uh, workforces. Elaborate on that specifically when it comes to uh, employees and going into work. And if they can, what are their legal rights? What are the implications? Well, it's it's definitely a complicated issue going on right now. I think it's uh, prudent for employers to take stock of what their what their workplace policies if they have workplace policies are regarding sick leave making making sure that their employees are aware that they have those workplace policies because sometimes employers and employees tend to forget that now when you and say when you say policies is this something that should be literally written down or is it understood oh, for sure for sure and we prepare workplace policies for our own clients that clearly articulate, you know, this is how many sick days that you get. This is the procedure for obtaining a sick day. And uh, those aren't those don't exist in every single workplace. So if those do exist, you know, I would encourage all employers to to review those, make sure they're up to date, make sure their employees know what's what's up to date. Um, just make sure that everybody is is comfortable with what's going on. It's hard to be comfortable in a time like this, but I think uh, especially being lawyers, we're used to things being an adversarial process, especially when we, when we represent either employees or employers. It would be good for both sides to have some open communication. And, and by sides, I mean employers, employees, you know, we're all in the same workplace here. As long as everybody understands these are the sick days that uh, employees get under our policies, and those policies conform with the Employment Standards Act, then that, I think, would lead to some productive conversations in the work in the workplace and and make sure that everybody's comfortable. For example, our policies do allow for some uh, discretion on the part of employers, and I think that's you know if there's a time to exercise any discretion, it would be it would be a time such as this. Employees should still understand that they may have to provide some medical documentation if they're going to uh, be taking a sick day, and and they should be aware that. Employers have the obligation to protect an employee's privacy, especially with, with respect to the, any medical issues. So, um, you know, if there is any employee snooping around about why uh, X or is not at work today, employers aren't uh, supposed to be giving out that information. There's some protections there. Which can be um, tough given that most office workplaces will have an element of gossip in it. So more protective at this time, obviously. Uh, absolutely. Unavoidable. The, but employers sh certainly shouldn't be giving out that information. Employees might be interested to know that, you know, under the Occupational Health and Safety Act, there's a couple things I, I was thinking about on my 
on my commute in this morning, there is the uh, obligation for employers to provide a, a safe workplace. And I was thinking about that in the context of some news that I had read about uh, an employee security guard at a, at a condo who was diagnosed with the coronavirus. I think he was recently traveling to Iran, uh, Iran or Egypt. Uh, the employer was, they were cleaning and scrubbing and disinfecting the, the condo security desks, the, the, the workplace essentially. And I think that's something that employers should be prepared to do, especially if one of their employees is unfortunately diagnosed with uh, COVID-19. Uh, it's good that that employer undertook. Employees should be able to understand that, you know, that their employer is, is statutorily required to provide a safe workplace. And if For everybody. Yeah. yeah. What of the employee who says, I don't feel comfortable coming into work, where this could be a hotbed of uh, COVID-19? That's a, that's a great question and difficult to answer because it will depend on the circumstances. So there is a work refusal section under the Occupational Health and Safety Act where an employee is able to refuse to work in, in an unsafe situation, but that has to be grounded in some sort of reasonable, reasonable basis. From the other camp, then, the employer who says, you know what, I don't want anybody coming into this place of business. We're dealing with the public. I'm shutting it down for 10 days, 14 days. Um, you're all out of work, ostensibly. Well, that's another good, another good question, and it would have to, again, depend on the situation. Uh, we've seen in Japan, they've closed the schools for, for 30 days. Um, schools, as any parent knows, is going to be a, a germ factory. So, uh, you know, in that circumstance, is it reasonable to cl close the schools? That's the decision that the government made. Whether or not an employer decides to do that, I think, is, is up to them at the end of the day. It's a, it's a business disruption at the end of the day. So I don't, I don't think those decisions are going to be made without a lot of forethought. For the employee, though, who says, look, I'm willing to come in. Mm -hmm. I'm fine. Um, now you're telling me I'm not going to have earnings for the next two weeks. Is there any legal recourse there, or is that just the situation that they have to deal with? Again, have to do with the circumstance, but that's a, that's a call that the employer would have to make, probably best with the advice of their legal counsel. But again, there's, there's a lot of moving parts. Uh, one of them, as I mentioned, is the obligation for an employer to provide a safe workplace. And if the employer deems that their workplace isn't safe, maybe they need to do a deep clean, deep scrubbing, um, shut down for a day or two to do that, you know, that's, they're complying with their statutory obligations in that hypothetical situation. If people do have serious questions and concerns, that they seek the advice of legal counsel. But before that, seek to engage in some communication between between either you know either sides, employee, employer, because at the end of the day, we're all working in the same workplace. It's not a time to be adversarial. It's well documented that not everyone who is being asked to be quarantined, to quarantine themselves, is necessarily carrying the virus. It's a precautionary measure. What responsibility does the employer have there? Well, that's another great question. I can start by just saying that under the Employment Standards Act, there's no uh, public health type of protected leave, meaning there's no caveat. exactly for this type of situation where the public's health is, is potentially at risk. And I don't think we're there yet, thankfully. But, but on the other hand, there is a protected sick leave under the Employment Standards Act, which I would encourage Again. What is a protected sick leave? When you say protected, how does that define it? 
Uh, it's defined as a personal emergency leave, but that's uh, those are a certain number of days in a given year that an employee's entitled to have off of work paid if they present uh, an illness and um, those the procedures for obtaining that may vary from you know, workplace to workplace whether or not a sick note is required or whether it's not you know I don't think it's unreasonable for an employee to say listen I've been uh, I've been uh, told to self-isolate I've got a doctor's note and I would like to use uh, some of my sick days as, as either as per the Employment Standards Act, as per my contract, as per our workplace policies, any mm-hmm. number of those, and say, uh, I would just like to use some of those days so that I can get some pay, you know, keep the, and just keep everything flowing. I think um, there, this is a situation where we want to make sure business operates as usual. Um, it's not a time for panic, but it's a time to contemplate some of the potential issues that we're going to run into. Um, Speak to a lawyer if you're really concerned, but otherwise speak to your boss first. They're not as scary as they seem. (laughs) My thanks to Calvin Chan of Ward's Lawyers, official sponsor of the Advocate podcast, Stories from Kawartha Lakes. That conversation was from episode three in March 2020. You can still listen to all previous episodes, many of which feature our Awards of Wisdom segments, for free by going to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and subscribing. For all your legal needs, go to wardlegal.ca.